Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hi and welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch and in this episode uh, we get the first part of a conversation I have with Ian Smith where we catch up, talk about skating in winter, the um, surface upgrade to the Tuggeranong Vert Ramp in Canberra, Australia, talk about Sesamora, um, crazy tricks and spins that roller skaters used to do in the 1990s um, and uh, Ian also gives a trick tip on um, grabbed inverts uh, and how to pull them off. Hope you enjoy. Hey man. Hey how's it going? Yeah, good. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a little while, hasn't it? How's the year been treating you? I mean, it must have been like, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was late last year or early this year, last time we kind of Skyped or was it even Canberra face yeah. to face? I think it was, yeah, <laughs> when you came in. Yeah. Yes, for your rainy trip, unfortunately. Yeah, that was annoying, yeah. And, um, and in terms of skating, I think we on Facebook Messenger, you were saying, had, hadn't had a chance to skate for a while or something? Like that. Yeah been a bit slack um and you know i i can only blame myself yeah um but yeah work and um and life basically just the kids has really sort of uh, gotten in the way and then in a canberra winter um it's hard you know when it's yeah cold and wet outside when it's zero degrees like do you want to go for a roll in the ice yeah 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 and then gets dark you know stays dark in the morning yeah it gets dark oh, it's, early it's really hard with, with work it's dark before you get home mm-hmm. yeah um I, so, like we've got a couple of places i assume you've got like a place that has lights there but i mean again in winter i kind of go mm-hmm. yeah like the combination of working irregular hours having family and it being cold i go Technically, yeah, I could go and skate that place where there's lights, but <laughs> nothing will be pleasant about doing that. It'll be late when I just want to switch off for the day, and it'll be cold, and yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's it. And I know, and I've been there before once, you know, quite a long period of not skating for a while, and then when I started get back, getting back into it, I was like, I am doing this. This is the thing. Because I tried other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I was getting a little bit soft and a little bit weak, and I'm like, had enough of this. And um, so I was really committed to it, and I was going two nights a week, which, you know, if I think about what I used to do, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was a lot. And um, even through winter, it didn't matter what the temperature was. And one of the biggest problems was um, I know for myself, at least, after coming back, uh, you know, in your late 30s and now I'm in my 40s, uh, if you fall over, it hurts a lot more. Mm-hmm. And when it's cold and you fall over, that's like another level. Oh, man, um, tell me about it. Because yeah. I, I, I'm not 
a, a wrist guard wearing person. I need yeah. to be able to move and flex my wrists. Otherwise, I end up actually injuring myself. I've tried lots of different versions over the years of different wrist guards. And none of them have really worked for me. I used to use gloves for a long time, and that was kind of the best uh, thing where it gave you a little bit of support, but just like, you know, wearing strapping or something like that, no splint yeah. or anything. And um, and that was good, but I haven't gotten back into that uh, wearing of gloves. And, yeah, I know when you, you know, go up for a, a grind on anything, it doesn't really matter, and you come down and it's, you know, below zero and you just slap your hand on the ground, oh. It's a, that is a, a level of pain of which... Is sort uh, yeah, of just special. Like, it's like the bone somehow is reached directly or something, isn't it? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, anywho, um, I've been sort of messaging the guys here and there, and we'll get back into it. So um, back into the the vert ramp because we've got Tigranong and it's still got the vert ramp. Um, someone had to make a mess of it last year after it was resurfaced, but. The council fixed it up, so it's hard to complain. You know, it was yeah, only offline for a couple of weeks. What happened to it? Um, someone drove a car onto it and uh-huh. then decided to, um, like, spin the wheels until the thing was basically on fire. And, um, yeah, there's big holes in it. Because oh, okay. um, the council did a good job, um, and with our recommendations earlier, we haven't had a council meeting in ages. Yeah. Uh, recommendations they um they use skate light mm-hmm. um it's a really good surface it was you know coming off being a um a metal ramp uh having skate light is just yeah it's really nice really fast like effortless you can fall down and it's not too bad even when it does get a little bit cold it's okay it doesn't quite hold the condensation which is an issue in winter in canberra yeah uh, condensation is just yeah always a thing as soon as the sun goes down and um yeah it's fast it's easy to slide on yeah okay. it's a little bit more susceptible to damage so um, so what's this what's this what's skate light made out of uh it's just uh i'll look it up because i don't want to misquote anything but it's basically like a fiber uh-huh. yeah okay skate light uh, sheets uh, no 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 what is this going to say? Skatelight.com. Um, taking a little while to load. Aesthetically pleasing. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just that it's kind of the the usual stuff that you'd see in all of the um, the timber yeah, yeah. Uh, ramps. Yep. If you look at all of the woodwood ramps, that's what they use. Yeah, it's skate light, okay. Yeah. That sort of material. So it's um, a bit of an improvement then from the steel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the steel at at that time, it was probably the better 15 years old and it was all warped yeah. and the bolts had popped out. So it was just sort of sitting there and as you rolled over it, you know. It's kind of bumps and pops and bump, stuff. It, yeah, mm. you'd feel it pop and it would change and move in the summer and it'd get mm. like swollen. And um, if it was ever wet, uh, it, the rain would go into the holes and then as you roll over and sort of squirt, squirt out. Squirt so out. Even <laughs> if you dry the ramp, it still squirts water at you while you're skating over it. Yeah, no good. So no, it's no, a no, huge good. pain. 
and yeah, it's it's much better. Probably a little bit less uh, less sturdy, but yeah, it's yeah. better for a skate. Anyway, uh-huh. won't bang on too much. <laughs> well, well, since uh, well, I mean, just before we caught up in Canberra, I, I, we'd moved and we moved um, uh, kind of south of Hobart. And it's um, there's a couple of nice parks nearby, but it's it's that little bit further away, sadly, from the um, the bowl that I was sort of learning to skate vert in. So I must admit that's mm-hmm. been something that's gone by the, at least in this middle patch of the year when there's been a lot on and less less um, daylight hours. Um, that's yeah. that's kind of been the one sad thing about an otherwise awesome move is just going that, you know, the difference between you know that extra kind of ten minutes travel distance that makes it the difference between going oh, that's that's yeah. doable and you can duck out and do a, an hour of skating within a session and not chew up, you know, two hours worth of time. You know, I mean, that kind of thing to suddenly go. Exactly. It's one yeah. thing to do something I mean, in under two hours. It's another if it's, you know, over two hours. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing I'm really looking forward to. The day's getting longer is getting back out, um, out that way and having some Take decent. Take kids out with you and stuff. And totally. Stuff, you know, yeah. Yeah. being yeah. adult time. <laughs> Um, is there a topic with today that you'd particularly like to kick off with? I mean, we bounced around a couple of things when we uh, lined this up, a, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But um, was there anything particularly on your so, uh, kind of mind or whatever that you want to talk about? I'm not really fussy. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to sort of go uh, basically the way you've been going. I've, um, yeah, it's it's sort of a, a good mix of things, and uh, I'm interested. Uh, in sort of continuing the the way that you were going, I don't want to cool, sort of influence no too much. Sweet. Well, before we go into other things, and this is kind of fun. I mean, like a, a we there's been these great Instagram posts that Sess has been putting up. Just you know, oh, like yeah. dovetails in with a lot of the stories that we've done together already on the podcast, and you know, touches yep. some of the same locations, some of the same, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, yeah follow Sessa. Yeah, it's just good. He's taking the time to sort of, you know, kind of uh, in a different format do that. Um, and so we're trying to mm. line up a time to chat. But um, yep. I, I just thought I'd quickly ask. I mean, I, I've obviously got a few insights from things you've mentioned before anyway. But it, would there be any things you reckon would be well worth getting him talking on? Do you think that, you know, those kind of things that would be worthwhile topics to raise? Well, look, it's, it's going to be um – difficult with Sessa to, to pin down any one thing because mm-hmm. everything is going to be so great and um, that unless you wanted to to talk one topic specifically, um, it's hard to yeah the same sort of thing that I did. I would imagine you would need sort of a couple of weeks worth of, uh, you know, daily podcast to get through it all <laughs> well, it's funny when uh, we were chatting into half the detail yeah we we're chatting a little bit and he said like oh how what format do you normally do and i said well i can do brief if that's what you want but you know to give you an idea ian and i talked for you know kind of hours and hours and hours and he goes oh long form's better and i went okay well that's cool so it's cool that he's open you know um to potentially doing some longer stuff yeah but um even just judging by what you've said about him and even what he's instagrammed like he's obviously got a lot to say and he's thoughtful and reflective about it and knows his own style and you know what he's what he's I loved he made he wrote something on one of the posts about some of the personalities early on maybe technically weren't absolutely the best but each brought personality and creativity to what they were doing and I thought that was just a really cool like that sense of going and it's a bit like with the backflip thing as well that we've talked about too that it's not necessarily the hardest trick but it's an amazing showman 
trick and the way Sessa did them with some of those late, uh, yeah. you know, like that, that you know, really exactly. work in that. And, and just going, his level. And, and in a sense, there is a different kind of greatness about that compared to, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like the kind of going, um, you know, you, in the end, a, back, a laid out backflip at 11 foot can be more spectacular than the difference between a 1260 and a 1440 because anyone could look at that and go, holy crap, whereas you lose count, don't you? You know, once you get past sort of you know, two rotations, you start going, I don't know, was that two and a half? Was that three? Was it, I don't know, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a certain thing, and, and we sort of had a little view of that when um, uh, in Europe because some of those uh, old quad skaters mm. could do 12 sort of stuff so we go to concrete ramp and um these you know triple mm. and you're like how is that even possible but they were all skating crabby which was another level of like what are you doing <laughs> but that's how they learned and it probably made it easier because then you know they've even got an, another way of sort of getting out of things mm. um but they you sort of lost where they're up to even as you're watching it you're like, yeah. I, I don't know what that was. It, it just looked very similar to the one before. It probably wasn't. <laughs> and, you know, probably my ignorance in their specifics about that sport. But, um, but yeah, if any of them did anything like, uh, you know, Renee came in and um, him coming from that sort of quad skating going and doing you know, a massive uh, a backflip or one of the big Viking flips he used to do. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was always more impressive. Um, but, I don't know, Cesar is is one of those types of personalities. He's, um, yeah, he's always very interesting. He is thoughtful and um, with intelligence, uh, but he's a fun guy too. So, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, serious and, and likes to play around so yeah he'll, he'll be good that'll be fun I, yeah. would, I would imagine yep stay tuned for that hopefully that'll come out soon so yeah, um, for sure let, let's just start off with a few little kind of tutorial comment things because you're good at that and it's good to throw in there and um mm-hmm. and so uh number one um question like a you know in terms of my gradual process progress in fiddling around with invert stuff so i'm slowly getting my little ninja turtle cartwheel thing further up the the transition so that's just slowly making progress there um but with with inverts i'm now really feeling comfortable doing the one hand and able to do like a grab just grabbing the boots but there's yep what's the extra thing you know like you see that kind of like even on instagram today there was like a fabiola doing a rocket invert you know just incredible thing and um uh, so that extra step of then getting like the the judo or method or rocket or the kind of you know all these kinds of things with the invert and then being able to get your legs back under you in time to get back down and any just sort of thoughts and advice on on how to think about the the balance and the the flow involved in in those variations yeah look, I've seen inverts done so many different ways, and there's many many people have um have had their own style with them. Um, I think Tim Ward had uh, one of the most interesting styles and he could hang them uh, for a few, at least, you know, 10 different grabs that he could do and tweak them out. And um, he was hang over the transition quite a way, um, which so in your my arms mind is almost like at a 45 degree kind of thing rather than straight up and down. Is that kind of what you're meaning there? 
That's what I yeah. um, I saw a lot of. Yeah. Um, I, similar. I don't. Uh, I can't hold them uh, the way that uh, you know some of those guys did. Um, but the people that tend to be able to hold them the best uh, have that dead straight arm, and your arm is perfectly vertical on the actual coping. Yeah. Um, if you have a look at uh, old um, Matt Salerno footage. Mm. He um, inverts just as long as anybody else yeah. uh, that I've ever known anyway. And um, some of the, the pictures I've seen of him, he just had this symmetry about it. And I suppose that's what it is. Uh, and it's a, a balance. And um, with an invert, you have to sort of moment and then have that moment of not fear and actually push yourself and do the tweak at the same time in the right way. And in the way that, you know, it's been said a few times on the podcast, you know, you just put your body there and then it just happens. <laughs> and yeah. yes, that's pretty much it. You need to put yourself over the coping, fully committed, straighten your arm up, but have balance over the coping and, you know, over the, the ramp so you're ready to come back in. And, um, you know, hopefully you've got the strength and the, um, the technique to pull it back in. So the more uh, vertical you are, the more you've got to kind of – too bad to fall on. You've got to kind of pop your – yeah, that's right. You can you kind of either sort of go down straight onto your knees or roll over sideways, yeah. but it's not – yeah. That's it. a, not 10 feet in the air. <laughs> that's, it's not 10 feet in the air. <laughs> um, uh, but um, – uh, the more vertical you are, like the the more you've kind of got to pop yourself back in a bit, don't you, to get your feet in? Like that's the the tricky thing, yeah. right? That I'm finding that often my um, uh, like I, you know I'm I'm rotating uh, clockwise, and so putting my right arm down is the way I do it, and so I'm finding that my left yep. toe often clips, and so I kind of go back in, um, you know what I mean? Like sort of dragging my um, my left knee, that's the one I'm finding hard to get back in, the, you know. Um, sure. You know, yeah. And so a lot of it is going to be in the, in the tweak, the yeah. tweak of the grab. So when mm -hmm. you actually hold the, the grab at the end, yeah. the, the way that you straighten your arm and then, you know, you're going to pull it. If it's a, a rocket, you're pushing your legs out, you know, a Japan or something like that or a mute, and you're going to be pulling your legs back in. But you have to get that balance forwards and back already ready upside down got it grabbed just like doing a perfect grind like just before you actually touch the coping you're pretty much in that position yeah and then you've got the the tweak and that sort of will pull you back in or hang you over the um longer for the stall yep Good, good, good. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.